This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. The Public Employees Insurance Agency, known as PEIA, is the health care benefit for state employees and teachers, among others. Rising costs in health care have put the program in jeopardy. This isn't something that's going to uh, fix itself overnight. This has been kicked down the road now for several years. It needs to be addressed. So I want to make sure when I go to vote on a bill that it's the right bill. That story and more coming up this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. A bill passed in the Senate Monday morning requiring all West Virginia hospitals with emergency departments have a trained sexual assault nurse examiner available to treat victims 24 hours a day. Reporters Chris Schultz and Emily Rice have the story. Many hospitals in the state do not have anyone on staff trained to collect evidence for a rape kit, making survivors of sexual assault either wait for hours or travel to hospitals far from home, further traumatizing them. Senate Bill 89 calls on hospitals to implement training as soon as possible. Senator Mike Wolfel of Cabell is the lead sponsor of the bill. He says he's been working to pass this bill for three years. People have been known to walk out of the hospital, victims. It's just too intrusive, and they wait hours. So, I mean, to me, as a state, this should be a priority. Senate Bill 89 passed unanimously with 32 yeas and two absent. The bill now goes to the House of Delegates for their consideration. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Chris Schultz in Charleston. As part of Black History Month, the city of Huntington plans to recognize 150 black people through a street banner program. Caroline McGregor has more. The city of Huntington's Public Works Department began installing the banners Monday on 3rd and 4th Avenues. The banner program coincides with the launch of a new website that includes photographs and biographies of selected individuals. Those chosen for the honor must have resided in Huntington for at least five years or have made a notable contribution on a city, state or national level. The program is part of the city's efforts to contribute to Black History Month as it remembers the life and experience of Huntington's native son, Dr. Carter G. Woodson. Woodson is credited with the creation of Black History Month itself. The street banners will remain on display through the month of March. Reporting for West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Caroline McGregor in Charleston. The House of Delegates Education Committee passed a bill Monday that would formally announce a bus operator shortage statewide. Shepard Snyder has more. The bill would allow retired bus drivers to come back to work after their 140-day limit on employment. It's a plan to make up for a statewide shortage of bus drivers after COVID-19 caused many to retire earlier than expected. In December, the state was operating with 300 fewer bus drivers than its normal average of 4,000. Delegate Wayne Clark, vice chair of the House's Education Committee, said he's hopeful the bill will continue to gain traction in the legislature. There's an extreme shortage of bus drivers in many of our our counties, uh, from kids sitting on multiple buses going to different schools, taking buses back to other schools. The bill has been sent to the House's Finance Committee for further review. If passed, it returns to the House floor with a recommendation that it be passed there as well. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Shepard Snyder in Martinsburg. 
In 2022, state tourism revenue set an all-time record with $5 billion in traveler spending. As Randy Yowie shows us, Almost Heaven was on full display as Tourism Day filled the state capitol rotunda. Thousands of people from throughout the state, country, and world experience the thrill of whitewater rafting on West Virginia rivers every year. Chelsea Bricker is marketing leader with Adventures on the Gorge, one of several whitewater rafting outfits. Chelsea explains that these days, these Fayette County tourist destinations offer much more than rafting. We do zip lining, we do rock climbing, uh, we do rappelling, we do mountain biking, we have an aerial obstacle course as well. The state currently employs more than 44,000 direct tourism jobs. With estimated growth, they expect about 24,000 annual job openings, many of those in the hospitality industry. Those tourists have to be housed and fed. The past few years, Southern West Virginia's Hatfield-McCoy ATV trails have rivaled whitewater rafting and winter skiing and bringing in thousands of out-of-state tourists. John Fichetti, Deputy Executive Director for the Hatfield-McCoy Trail, says last year they sold 95,000 trail passes and 80% of those were non-resident out-of-state people. Fichetti says the challenge is finding places in the coal fields for those trail riders to lodge and eat. We need more entrepreneurs. Uh, we need more development. Um, we're seeing some of that now. We saw a couple big resorts uh, uh, come in in the last couple years. Uh, the Ashland Resort down in McDowell County, they're growing. Uh, so the developments are coming, but we need more. West Virginia's record-setting 2022 tourism gains were impacted throughout the four corners and two panhandles of the state, with even stronger revenues expected in 2023. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie in Charleston. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 749. Partly sunny skies today, high temperatures in the 40s, mostly cloudy tonight with a slight chance of rain or snow, lows in the 20s and 30s. Breezy tomorrow with a chance of rain, highs in the 40s and low 50s. Support for the weather forecast is provided by the attorneys at Taurus Save a Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at TaurusSaveAlaw.com. Support WVPB during our Chocolate Challenge. Make a pledge online at WVPublic.org or call 1-800-RADIO-87. The Public Employees Insurance Agency, known as PEIA, is the health care benefit for state employees and notably teachers, among others. Rising costs in health care have put the program in jeopardy. Governor Jim Justice declared employee premiums would not raise while he was governor, and so far that has been true. But rising costs have now driven PEIA into a $92 million deficit. One plan that keeps employee premiums flat through 2027 also projects a nearly $400 million deficit that same year.
Reporter Chris Schultz spoke with Delegate Charlie Reynolds, a Republican from Marshall County, and Fred Albert, the president of the West or of the American Federation of Teacher of West Virginia, to get their perspectives. Fred Albert is the president of AFT West Virginia, and Delegate Charlie Reynolds is a member of the House's Health and Human Resources uh, Committee. Did I get that right, Delegate? Is it? Yes. Okay, excellent. They both join me now on the legislature today. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. So, PEIA, this is an issue that is, is not new uh, to the people of West Virginia, but we're finally actually seeing some action on it. Um, and as many people know, this actually, well, it didn't originate, but it really caught people's attention immediately before the session, right in your backyard, uh, Delegate with Wheeling Hospital announcing that this summer they would no longer be accepting PEIA insurance. Um, have either of you heard anything more from uh, uh, providers or institutions across the state that they are considering similar action? I personally have not heard, other than I do know that several of our members from AFT around the state have contacted me to tell me that Kroger's is no longer, no longer accepting PEIA for prescriptions. Now, I'm not sure if that's why that is. Uh, I have not contacted Kroger's personally, but I have heard that Kroger's no longer uh, will be accepting PEIA for prescriptions. And that Walgreens, I believe, is one of the drugstores who have stepped up and said, we will, we will continue to take prescriptions. And if you had a your prescriptions filled at Kroger's, you can come over to Walgreens. So I, I don't know what's going on there, but that's the only other thing that I've heard. Other than I did hear Senate President Blair say early on with the situation with the Wheeling Hospital that this could become contagious. Uh, at this point, I don't think it has, but you know, it possibly could. So Mr. Albert, you, you kind of precluded my next question, which is, what have you been hearing from your um, members about the PEIA situation? I mean, you gave us a good idea there with prescription issues, but, I mean, are they getting the coverage that they need as of right now? Well, so far, yes, other than, you know, what's been announced in the Wheeling area. But I think there's a lot of consternation or concern that that could rapidly spread to other hospitals because we know that the reimbursement uh, for PEIA is under what, the reimbursement for Medicare is. So that is a real issue. So let's talk action. Delegate, we've seen some activity in the Senate on the very first day. The second, I think, if not third bill um, that the Senate suspended its rules to pass was this PEIA bill from uh, Senator Ryan Weld. Uh, what have you seen or what are you hearing on your side of the legislature? Well, uh, Chris, uh, from day one when the announcement was made, then I took action. I wrote a letter to the governor, uh, and the governor's uh, office was in contact with me. Kudos to the governor's office. They're moving fast uh, as they can on it. Uh, and then uh, Weld out of the Senate, like you said, passed some legislation. Uh, there's also some legislation on the House side. And so what we're doing is we're taking a look at all the legislation that's up because we want the best for our West Virginians. And uh, on to what you were saying, uh, it's funny you mentioned the prescriptions because you were absolutely right. Right before I walked in here, Kroger's just sent me a text saying that I was cut off from my wow. prescriptions. I also have PEIA insurance. 
So it is an issue, and it's an issue that we're taking uh, real concern. This, this isn't something that's going to uh, fix itself overnight. This has been kicked down the road now for several years. It needs to be addressed. And uh, so I want to make sure when I go to vote on a bill that it's the right bill. So I want to take a look at everyone's bill. And there's quite a few bills. We got a lot of smart people in the, in the legislature. Can you share any concretes with us? I mean, any particular bills that you're looking at or any action that you hope to see come out of your uh, committee? Not right now. I'd rather not right now. Um, all right. Well, that's that's fair. But I, uh, so one of the things that we do know that's been going on is the fact that, as you mentioned, Governor Justice has been taking action um, for several years now. He has been committing $100 million to kind of backstop PEIA. I wanted to ask you both. I'll start with you, Delegate. Um, is that sufficient? I think I know the answer to that question, but also can we rely on that? You know, the governor said that he's going to maintain that throughout his time in office, but uh, that's coming to an end here, unfortunately. Yeah, he he, uh, he has, and, and I believe he will, uh, but at the end of the day, it's a savings account that we keep taking money from, and uh, that, that savings account's going to run dry again. So it needs to be, I think, addressed. So, Mr. Albert, same question to you. I mean, is this sufficient, and, and can we continue to rely on this system? Well, first off, I want to say thank you to the governor, who has kept his word so far, and he has kept the premiums uh, from rising, from you know going up, as he said he would. But we all know, as Delegate said, this did not happen overnight. Uh, it's been going on for a while, and we had a task force uh, after the 2018 teacher walkout uh, but, you know, PEIA doesn't just affect teachers. It affects all public employees in West Virginia, or most public employees in West Virginia. Um, and we had a task force put in place to try to find a long-term solution. And that task force sort of fizzled out. I don't know when was the last time that they met. But this is ongoing. Uh, it is concerning because when the governor's term is up, and whoever follows him, they're going to have a mess on their hands, we're afraid, because the projection is, I believe, by 2025, perhaps, there could be like a $346 million shortfall in PEIA. So we know something has to be done. That was Fred Albert and Delegate Charlie Reynolds speaking with Chris Schultz about the problems facing PEIA. To hear more of the interview, visit our website and search for The Legislature Today. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Chris Schultz, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, Randy Yowie, and Shepard Snyder. Eric Douglas is our news director, and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning. Thank you.